0: This week Ian and I are talking about social proof, where to use it and how to cultivate it. So, uh, let's get started.
1: Hello Ian, how are you? Hey Mark, good morning. I'm well. How are you doing? Good.
0: I'm alright, yes, yes. So I'm just turning you up a little bit my headphones, you're a little bit quiet, but hopefully we've got this right. 2 track thing so we can, I can turn you up later, so it's okay.
1: And, and can you mute me when you, when you don't agree with something I say? Pretty
0: much, yeah, when, whenever you oh. say something stupid I just kind of take you down and then I just record another bit and then say, <laughs> this is the bit where Ian was talking about fish and chips and going How does it feel to have Ian. so much power? Well, to be honest, I don't do the editing, obviously. One of my minions does it, of course. What? Thank you, LJ.
1: (laughs) He's going to be delighted. He knows he
0: calls himself a minion himself. He likes it.
1: Well, he will be delighted now, because I've I've just called him a she. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, true. We've got all sorts of something Js. We've got MJ, we've got LJ, we've got all sorts of uh, Js. I just need the whole set. Anyway, back to topic... Um, which we haven't even introduced yet. We're going to talk today about social proof because it's, it's one, of the, it, well, it is one of the most important things on a website, an e-commerce site. And the mistake that we make is that we think that, you know we'll just kind of wait for the, the, the testimonies to rock in and get the reviews to rock in and that that's all the job we need to do. And that's not necessarily the case. Because um, you know, no, no one believes us when we say, "Oh, yeah, our products are really good." You know, it needs to be said through the right voice, through someone else's voice, through a testimonial, through an uh, uh, you know an influencer or whatever. But we need to kind of uh, take control of that and understand, you know, which reviews to use where and why we use them, and then see which gaps we've got, and then cultivate those reviews. Because you know, a lot of the time we'll listen to. Customers raving about us and we think, oh, this is a great time to get that testimonial that we want to get. And we kind of of steer them into it. Now, what we don't want to do, obviously, is make fake reviews because that's really bad. But we can, when a customer is really happy, get them to talk about something that we kind of want to talk about because we need that in the part of the website. So what we thought we'd do is break down the five salesmen. um, I should say the five salespeople. I'm terrible at that. The five salespeople and go through where we'd use uh, reviews and social proof at those different areas. So, have you got anything to add
1: at the beginning? In, um, well, I think I think social proof is something that it's a bit of a buzzword. I think, um, and everybody knows it's important. But if you, but it's, but it's knowing, it's knowing what it is, where it comes from, and at what steps to use it in. For the for the yeah. best for the best, and I, I will just say something that often when we meet new e-commerce businesses, we ask them the question, which is quite a hard question. We've said this before. I think we probably talked about it on a previous podcast. But we ask them the question: Is so, it say, "Well, what? Why should people buy from you?" And the question, the answer that often comes back is, "Well, we, we've got great customer service. We, we really care about the customers," and. And then you go to the web- website and you say, "Well, let's see if that's true. Let's see if let's see if that's actually showing, you know, that you're saying that you have great customer service, which op- often isn't enough, by the way." But um, and they go to the website, and of course, it isn't, is it? It's not. It's not showing. And it's no. it's you know, and the way to show great customer service and you know and make the fact that you really really care is through uh, social proof. And social proof is is other people. Isn't it? It's other people and how they feel about this brand and this company. And I think if you just break down social proof, what it is, because we we talked about this before, I was making a coffee this morning, and we talked about, about how the social proof would overlay against the salespeople, the five salespeople. And then the second thing we said, it's just an overall, before we dive in, was that social proof is either people like you. So when you come to the website, it's either people like you or it's people you, you want to emulate, isn't it? Mm. It's people that you want to be, that inspire you. And they're, and, they're, and they're the two real places it falls into. So I think let's just dive in.
0: Yeah, and I, I think just before we do, I think that people underestimate how much social proof they need to generate. And if you think of your, you know, like your marketing job, it, as as a social proof factory machine is kind of is, is kind of the right way to think mm. if you think about it the right i mean because we've seen in the past you know like we might have like fit 5000 reviews but over those 5000 reviews like maybe four or five of them are absolute gems that can really drive a business because they say exactly the right things and it's just once you've got those those testimonials and got those reviews and you've split tested them, you, it can actually really drive a business because it's, you, you don't really know exactly what it is. You know where it is, you know where the the area it might be, and then you're trying those reviews in those right areas, and we'll talk about where you would put those in and what you would do. So let's start with the first salesperson, which is the the greeter. So do you want to kick that one off, Ian?
1: Yeah, so yeah, the, the greeter is, is really, I mean, it, yeah, this this might be the product page and it might be the home page, but it's really the overall feeling that somebody gets when they first touch your your e-commerce site, your brand. Um, and, and it can actually start before they even get to the site, can't it? But it, but it, the greeter's job is to do two things. Number one, it's to set the tone, set the scene, and number two... It's to reassure people that they're in the right place, that they're going to find what they are going to what they're looking for, and they should invest their time here. So if you think yeah. about how people when people land on the site, you know the bounce rate. You've got like a couple of seconds. We always say maybe three seconds if you're lucky, where they make the decision should they stay here. So if you're looking for a you know a new pair of trainers or whatever, or a lamp for your house, table lamp for your house is probably better, and you land on this website you know, the first thing you think, of, well, should I bother continuing in this website? And, and, the, and one of the main reasons a way to do this is, is through social proof. And you're you're really looking for, for people like me. And I think the overall feeling of social proof for the greeter, what they should be achieving, is, what, is, the, is the when someone lands on the site. It's like, wow, oh my God, look at all these people just like me that have benefited from being here. I can't believe I have only just heard about this business I've, or I've not been here before. And that's, this is for a first time customer mm. and that's, that, that's the, obje- that's the objective. When they agree to doing a great job, they should leave the person with that feeling in their mind. Yeah. Isn't it? So
0: the kind of social proof we want to put on the, the those landing pages is social proof and, and people. I mean, people always say, oh, do, do show things, people just like them getting the job done. And that, that can be all right in a rational business, you know, selling car parts or things like that. But in a business where it's aspirational, you have to show people like that they want to be, the type of person they want to be when they, when they get this job done, yeah. getting the job done. So that's what they wanna see above the fold. So those are the kind of testimonials we're looking for is to put above the fold, is those kind of people they wanna be. And they wanna hear them saying, that they've, you know, let, let's say there's a, there's a key anxiety when you're buying a product. And we know the key anxiety is like with clothing is fit. Like let's say let's say that, that it's clothing and, and it's fit. So they wanna see somebody like they wanna be telling them that, they, that the products, the clothing on this website fit fantastically. And it, that's why they buy them. So you kind of, you've got a whole, f- a few things there. First of all, it's somebody they wanna be. And secondly, it's, it's getting rid, rid of one of the key anxieties and so if you know your anxieties you want to look for testimonials that cut through that because that's when you want to put above the fold because if they're kind of thinking oh i'm going to buy a pair of shoes oh, will they fit you know etc cetera, etc cetera. or you know are these shoes cool enough um oh it's you know these this person's cool that they're, they're, they're saying these, these these shoes are good so we tend to look at, at uh anxiety killers um, we tend to look at, you know, influences are good, you see above the fold, and, and and a lot of brands will like buy an influencer just to kind of deal with the greeter, and then you'll see that that greeter, uh, that influencer is not used in anywhere of the site. So you're like, remember,
1: um, what was the, the, the light bulb?
0: Sarah Beanie. Yeah. Like Sarah Beanie was on
1: the front of... Um, it was a low, uh, that, an LED, yeah. An LED yeah, LED because... hut, wasn't it? LED
0: hut. Yeah. She was just on the homepage, just on the landing page, but absolutely pretty much nowhere else on the site you know she wasn't in the testimonials or talking to them it was literally kind of like greeter you're in the right place um you know and that kind of stuff and and the there's this, this lorraine kelly they've done it on um, must have ideas they put lorraine kelly on on there and she's got nothing to do with the rest of the purchase but she's just a greeter she's just in the right place Ooh. people like like them you know Want to be,
1: yeah, you know, trust and credibility. That's what I mean. That's what that's what social proof does. It adds trust yeah. and credibility, and that, of yeah. course, means that the almost buyers who were you know, should have bought but didn't, you know, they get more yeah. of those to buy. So it obviously increases conversion rate. I mean, you know, social proof is predominantly a, um, you know, like a, it's a conversion improvement, you know, because yeah. it gives trust and credibility, and trust and credibility is one of the hardest things to get right. Yeah. And if and in some businesses, it's everything. Mm. You, know, it, yeah. you know, without trust and credibility, you just are not going to shift product. Yeah,
0: and, and so you can see like some of those testimonials are not necessarily ones you're just getting randomly, but it's kind of like stuff you've cultivated because they're going over the fold. There's not much space and you build them. Let's say you're selling gym equipment, for example. If you're selling gym equipment, then obviously above the fold is going to be important to, you know, have something like a gym owner or someone that looks, looks like they've achieved the body results they want to get or something like that.
1: Well, you'd all, also with that, with all that, I think you said something before, which is quite, quite key. If, if you're selling something aspirational, but it, it you know, it, it's particularly relevant. So, you know, who, you know, who what, and this is what we used to do in advert. you know, magazine advertising, didn't we? You know, we go to a credible magazine and, yeah. you know, they'd, we'd win an award, you know, so if you, if it's a, you know, a car, pre- car pressure you know air compressor for your tires for your car you know you mm. go to the um you know top gear magazine or whatever the hell you know whatever the magazine is auto express is the one everybody used yeah. do auto express yeah. and you win the award and that's social proof so it's taking yeah. somebody who is admired and respected in that but again i mean we see this all the time you know gq magazine Home, yeah. home and gardens, housekeeping. You see it on
0: wines. You know, winner of so and so award, and and like you know, as a consumer, I've got no idea about wine and wood, but they just make them up. They make you know these wine awards, and they put them on, and then it's kind of like winner that of so and so award. You don't know. That might winner, so. not
1: be true, Mark. We don't know this. <laughs> don't know this, but
0: anyway, it's it's done a lot, and you know those kind of things. You've got to be above the fold. You've got to have credibility you've got to cultivate them and you're going to have the right people saying the right things and 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 that's a little takes a little bit of skill uh, but it can be done and then once you've got it you've pretty much got the start of a recruitment funnel so really think about who your buyers want to be what their biggest fears are and get the authority uh, uh, testimonials to remove those anxieties
1: can I just say can I just say something actually all right because yes. just to summarise what we've just said, because we, we we talk about the job to be done, and the pain points, don't we?
0: Yeah.
1: And the job to be done would be I want to be like so if it's fashion, for example, or a table lamp or whatever. I want to be. I want to. I want to. I have aspirations of, of 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 achieving a look that um, you know good housekeeping would put in a magazine. So that's yeah. my job to be done. That's so what I want to achieve, and my pain points is probably people like me, who have had a, a great service, and we've got rid of some anxiety. Yeah. So the jo- so the job to be done is the is the is, the, is the, the aspirational authority figures in your industry, like GQ magazine, Marie Marie, who is it? Marie Claire. That magazine? Marie Claire. Yeah, um, Good Housekeeping, those kind of ones, and Plumbers Weekly plumbers weekly they are very good at uh, aspirational household yeah. things um and the anxiety is 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 actually real people like me that have benefited from the service yeah. i think i think it's those two perhaps
0: with a slightly better looking version of yourself with a slightly more expensive house and a slightly more expensive car and um slightly better hair you know that, that kind of that kind of side i know that does not possibly but
1: Oh. perhaps if, if someone existed like that no no what you know it, 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 in fashion i remember talk, talk, look, look, people who are doing photo shoots for fashion and they're selling clothes to men for the men if the men are age 40 they'll they'll get a model who's 30 so if their main targets are you know, men that are 40 yeah. they'll, 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 they obviously all think we're younger than we are so that's an example of
0: yeah, you know, even if you're so- a fat 50-year-old man, you don't want to see other fat 50-year-old men modeling the clothes. You want to see thin 40, 43-year-old men modeling the clothes, and um, you want to
1: hang on to that. Well, if that's um, your niche, I mean, obviously, yes, if you're going that. No. I think we're on dangerous territory here, Mark.
0: Yeah, well... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on. So um, that's the greeter and that's reducing your bounce rate. That's making sure people are in the right place. Um, and then there's the add to baskets. Right? So it's, it's, it's a different conversation. So someone knows they're in the right place. They're feeling that they're getting the idea they want to buy something. And then the add to basket is different because the add to basket is all about overcoming those kind of nitty gritty kind of methodical questions that people have about the product because they think it. Now they're think, really thinking about whether this is actually gonna get the job done. They're kind of like, oh no, I'm interested in this, but you know, my my situation's different. So I need to kind of be thinking about this. So the, um, the the kind of testimonials we want are the things that, are you know, that when you click on reviews and you go down to the reviews on the product and you see all that information, you see things like frequently asked questions from existing customers. You know, you see on Amazon, all those kind of like, Things and that they're for the add to basket buyers. They're for the people who've been greeted. They think they're in the right place and they're diving in. So you've got all those, all those, those questions, and and they just have to be collected on mass, really. With putting the, you know, you can order them um, with, you know, like the 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 most important things at the top, and you, you like things like YPO and those review things allow you to actually ask questions that can ask specific questions about like fit, for example. So. Let's say it's clothing and fit is the big anxiety. You can ask specific question in your post how did it fit? And then you can obviously show that separately on the page. Yeah. This is the review. So
1: you can tailor the reviews. So rather than just being, you know, give it a score out of five, you could say assess the fit out of five. Or if if you were selling, you know, tools, you know, assess the durability, you know, or how hard it was or whatever yeah
0: yeah so it, it it's about like because like that you know if you just kind of go and rock up and put like fifa on your site or trust Pilot on your site or whatever and i'm not sure if all of them allow you to split it out but let's say you you, you kind of went with the opo and you, you, went, you didn't split it out you know it takes a bit of thinking to think about what anxieties do i want to kind of quash and so therefore what do i want to ask because if everybody's going i wonder if this is slightly too, you know, slightly on the large size or slightly on the small size for me and those kind of things. And then you get loads of fit quits saying, well, this is very similar to me buying the, the Gap. I always buy at the Gap and this is very similar and the medium in the Gap is the medium here. And then people go, oh, that's good. I know, I know what I am at the Gap kind of thing.
1: So... Well, the, um, I mean, the main thing again is the Add to Basket and the social proof on the... I mean, this is on the product page. It's very much around trying to help them solve anxieties, isn't it? You
0: know, yeah. Trying
1: to reduce the pain points. Trying to give yeah, them I mean, evidence that, that that we're going to solve solve their problem, solve their pain. Yeah.
0: And if you're in a very humanistic kind of market, so you know, like um, a mother buying, uh, you know, a, a rattle for her child or teething and stuff like that, they, the the reviews they want to see is is understanding how that product's affecting everybody else around them. Not you know, the, obviously the child and the, the their child's friends and. Um, the other parents and all, all that stuff—they're very interested in the whole big picture. Whereas, if it's a methodical buyer, like some, like a, like someone buying a brake pad, they're very much on just one understanding how that brake pad is going to affect me on my car and is it going to work? So it's slightly different depending on whether you're in a methodical market or humanistic market because that will dictate the kind of reviews you want to you want to ask for. And you can you can kind of preempt. What people put in the reviews, but by the emails you send out for the reviews, because you can pre-frame it. Like how you pre-frame it will will, get, will will mean that you get certain more responses from certain things. People are very influenced by what they've just seen before they fill out a survey. It's just the way the human mind works. I mean, an example of it is if if people take a, um, a survey of people who've been on holiday um, and they had. A great first day but a crappy like last day the, re- the re- review will be a lot worse than if someone had a crappy first day and a great last day it's whatever's happened most recently will massively influence what um what what review they will give them so um by understanding that you can kind of you know you can pre-frame your review collection to kind of get the try and get the information you want so like you could even use testimonials to say, to show, say, oh, we'd like a review. Here's some recent reviews. And all those reviews are, are glowing. You're more likely to get a glowing review mentioning the things that those people have said in the reviews. It's just the way the human mind works. Um, and I don't know if you've ever commented on it on a Facebook group without thinking and you've just written something and you look up and you realize that that's exactly what the person above you has said. And you're like, why did I do that? But it's because your brain saw it, copied it, and wrote it and thought, well, that, that works. And it's, um, so like preframing and your reviews can work really, really well. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Well, so,
1: um, I mean, yeah, my, my Yeah, opinion- I was just gonna say
0: the, the competitive buyer uh, is more, it's less scrolly down to the bottom and more affected by the, the stuff we talked about in the greeter, which is like the authority and wanting the best. And they're not that like, bothered about what the individual people, you know, uh, think about it they just want to know they're buying the best and they want to get it and grab it so mm. if you're dealing with that market it's slightly different
1: I think the, and I, th- I think the you know the, I think the buyer actually ends up trusting the the frequently asked questions and the reviews more than the description that you write because it's real yeah. because it's someone else it's some it's, so, it's, a, it's another live customer And what, what better way of getting the you know the anxiety and the pain points conquered is through mm. other customers rather than you saying it, you know, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll deliver we'll deliver on time. You know, whether, yeah. if you've got a customer saying it, you know, over and over again, you know, you're much more inclined to trust it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think what we're asking people here is like, go and look at the reviews on your site through the different segments and look at why you've put that review there and does it make sense? Because I, I think a lot of people just plonk reviews on different places and think, oh, it's just a positive review that would work there. But it's like, well... Is that the right review for that stage? Am I dealing with the, the right anxiety or the desirability or, you know, the authority piece there? So that's what we're trying to get across.
1: So just, so, a, just a practical yeah. question now. You're talking about, obviously, in, in most sites, you have the automated reviews that appear on you know, the product reviews on the product page. Are you talking about taking, lifting some of these key reviews out and putting them strategically in places on the site as a as a static content block, for example?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. Or if you, if you think, well, I really want to somebody to be talking about um, size, for example, you know, when the customer support have got them and they're really happy, you could say, would you like to say something about our size? And then just, you know, they they can kind of preempt that and say, Oh yeah, the size was fantastic and the stuff because you can kind of lead it a little bit. And I've certainly done that on the phone with people when I've got someone like, and I think I I really need a, a testimonial for the top of my ad basket page for example and i really want someone to say this and i've got this person who's really excited so you know i'd say well i'd actually even explain like we really want to put something at the top of the basket page that says something like this would you be happy to say something around our fit or, or our delivery process um and and often they'll just say oh, yeah yeah this is actually fantastic and you can just use that because effectively you know, sometimes we don't have the reviews that we want. We can kind of mine all our reviews that come through Trustpilot, FIFO, all those kind of people. We might not necessarily have the review we want, but, you know, we're talking to customers all the time. We're on support. We're talking to happy customers and sad customers and all, all sorts of people. And the, the happy customers, especially if they've been helped out and they, they're overwhelmed, they just kind of say because you get sometimes get these emails just coming through just saying, oh, how wonderful something was. And you just think, well, this is a chance for me to get the testimonial that I actually really need at the moment um and then i can split test it against the ones i've got so thinking about like you know number the third one which is the basket to order salesperson it's very much different than the greeter and the add to basket because at that stage they've moved uh, through and they have different anxieties and the basket is very much about can you deliver this on time to me can you deliver this safely? And what happens if I want to return it? You know, like what happens if something goes wrong? And so if you think about it, those testimonials you want there are quite different than what you would say in a, as a greeter. So a greeter's kind of like saying, you're in the right place, we've got some great products, we're really cool. And on the you know the basket to order, on the basket page or wherever the, you, you, you bring people through on that, the testimonials you want are much more about how fast it was got delivered, how wonderful what the unboxing experience was, what great, you know, if you've got a gift website, how wonderful the expression was on the person who received the gift because they've got this special packaging and those kind of things we want to hear. Because at that point, we've moved on
1: mm.
0: through the purchase and we've got different anxieties.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's very much around what's going what's to happen if it goes wrong. You know, how, mm. how, can you, how can you prove that you're going to get it here on time? Now, is yeah. it definitely in stock? It's definitely gonna to come tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and it's like track delivery. I was able to track my parcel mm-hmm. and get and get it. You know, pick it up within twenty minutes of when it. You know, when it said it was gonna be, or even five minutes, or something like that. Those kind of things, because you know, a lot of a lot of our e-commerce gonna kind of have like they have this big ang- delivery anxiety that we don't really deal with. Like, it's amazing how how naked people's basket pages are on e-commerce. So I think they've done all the work and they get to the basket page and they just kind of leave them hanging and go, "Oh yeah, you know, I know you're really nervous, but if 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 you could visualize it in a physical store, you know, like if you got people coming in the door, putting stuff in the basket and then like loads of people just jumping out the window, you'd be like, why there's people jumping out the window?" And you'd get like, "Okay, they're jumping out the window because they're worried that, you know, so it's not going to get delivered
1: on time." So, or it's out understanding that. Yeah, or walking out the door, I'm probably jumping out the window, but yeah, I mean, but often I was trying to be more extreme. Yeah, it was extreme. It's yeah. why is everybody committing suicide when they, yeah, when they're not by No, I was thinking about shop. A shop
0: on a on the on the floor, like not not up high. In your mind, you were just thinking about like a re- I was thinking more of like just, they're getting window. out. They're just going. Yeah,
1: they're just, they're just, just out. getting
0: out, and they different because the thing is, I was thinking like on the basket page, it feels like it's a different entry. It's not an entry yes. point. they didn't come coming the door. They're coming yeah. out, and it's kind of like. Some
1: separate. Well, it's, well, yeah. I, I, mean, I just on a side note on that, it's one of the things that we see so much, is that a, business, you know, e-commerce sites tend to um, leave the basket page, shopping basket page, completely naked. Like it's the it's the default out of Shopify, Magento, Big Commerce, WooCommerce, whatever it is. Like it's yeah. gotten, it's, it's literally there's the product, there's the price. Maybe if we're lucky, we've got you know some credit card symbols, but we're not adding any value to the the emotional yeah. state that that customer is in, which is no. probably quite extreme anxiety. And this is where the almost buyers are. This is where they're hovering. This is where we get the conversion rate on. Yeah. And the worst thing also is that there's a trend in e-commerce sites where they bypass the shopping basket altogether and go straight into the checkout. And if you think about yeah. someone who's deliberating over the purchase and they're using the basket like a kind of dumping ground they're saving things for later, then all of a sudden you then... You know, you take them straight to the checkout, and what's on the checkout is a massive form with all the addresses. Mm. They're not ready yet. They haven't convinced themselves that this is a the product they need, or b should they buy from this particular company. It's a really, really yeah. important step.
0: Well, it's kind of like to... you know, you spend so much time. You say, oh, it's wonderful products. Come and buy it. It's, it's great. We're going to be look after you really, case. And they get the, they get to the basket page, and they go. Are you gonna check out or not? If you're not, bugger off. Yeah, it's like it's just a, you've got to keep the tone going. And you've you've yeah. got to move them forward in the right way, and it's got to be a seamless brand experience that of everything they expect all the way through it.
1: And how, and you find out how healthy your your basket to checkout stat is by just looking at the amount of people that go. So on average, fifty five percent of people on average or an average e commerce site would go from the basket to the checkout, and mm-hmm. So you have a look at that. Now, so that's, that's just, just slightly more than half. But if you've got about half the people that do, then you're you, you doing pretty well. Yeah. But on some businesses yeah. you'll find, I mean, I was with a client last week and they had a high add-to-basket stat of about 16%, which is really high. But the basket-to-water stat was about 26%. So you go, well, oh my God, yeah. this is exactly where we need to focus the attention on. So how yeah. can we get that basket to order stat up? So what I did then is I combined two stats together. I just combined the the I just I just took a because the reason we do that is when they get into the checkout they tend to buy, and it's they're very mm. committed. The drop off in the checkout tends to be quite low. It's always the drop off mm. in the shopping basket.
0: It's like eighty five percent to ninety five percent of people go through to get to the checkout page tend, to, tend
1: yeah. to buy, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Unless you take them there too it's- early. In which he yeah, can drop off, but yeah. yeah, that particular client, it's like, wow, we've got a really low basket to order. We've got a high ad to basket, low basket order, and and we identified it was it was a, it was an emotional anxiety that the customers had. So this particular purchase was a, a, a quite a methodical problem solving, rational purchase, and the biggest anxiety was, have I got the right part? Have I got the right product? To do this job, and so we're working on on that, and we're saying, well, what's the biggest anxiety? Well, have I got the right part? Is it going to? What happens if it doesn't fit? And so this this would be like um, the equivalent of buying something for your washing machine, or you know, a spare part for something in your you know, as a, a, an electrical goods item, something like that. It's like, what what happens if it's not the right part? And so you then we're making this 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 statement that's saying, you know. You know, fast, no quibble returns policy, exchange, you know, instantly, and we're going to back that up with social proof, saying, "I always buy from this company because I know that it's so easy to turn things back if they're not quite right, and they always look after me." And it's the, it's it's mm-hmm. those things. So, and we think that positioned well on the shopping on the basket page will get the basket stat from like 25 26 percent, where it's hovering around. We want to get it up to 30 because mm. they're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. So basically a blank basket page. So I think it's, it, yeah. it, this is not this is not small fry stuff, this. This is really looking at your overall stats. Your add to basket, your basket to check out, check out to order, seeing where you're weak, and then looking at the at the pain points and the job to be done and supporting that with social proof. Yeah. And so, leading
0: it on to salesperson number four, which is the average order value salesman. Now, you kind of like at first glance, you might think, well, I'm not sure if I can, um, if I can influence that with, uh, with social proof and uh, testimonials. But actually, we had quite some quite successful split tests with that. I mean, I remember it was one menswear client who um, people were buying a shirt, and then. When they added to the basket they got this little pop-up saying do you want to add a tie to it and underneath that we split tested a um a testimonial that said um you know i love i love my new shirt and uh, my fabulous fabulous new tie and that testimonial seemed to kind of think oh think everybody started thinking oh you tend to buy these with a tie i might as well get a tie and it just shifted the focus to make people think that those things go together so you know, if you if you're buying someone buys a table from you, you says, Oh, I love my new table and chairs, you know, it just frames them to go and add the chairs. And so using this that kind of language from a customer to to show people that things are brought together can really affect the average order value because it, it's framing it in, in a way that again comes from a third party. It's not you going, Oi, buy some chairs with it because I want some more money. It's like, well, these people seem to be very happy that they're buying chairs with a the table. These people are getting <clears throat> a tie with their, their shirt. You know, it's what goes together and, and how can we lead into that? So, if you can kind of pre frame mm. the fact that, you know, David and, and Johnny and all these kind of people, they bought their tie with a shirt and they're really happy, then it's more likely that the new customer is going to do the same because that's what people do and they want to follow them. So, you can use those those testimonials and those ones, specifically often have to be kind of like you know cultivated because you you don't tend to get them that often. Like if you, if you know things are bought together, you have to go and say, well, this person bought this and this. So look out, you know, customer support team, go and look out for someone who's bought these th- these things together and try and get them to say, I love my so and so and so and so, so they can actually you can actually then use that on your pop up.
1: And, I thought uh, that's worked really well. Um, as an example, I thought if you've got a really really like key upsell that you can apply across the whole business. And I've seen this in, I've seen this with a, with a client who's doing it in the in the checkout actually. It was, it was what we call a an interim page between the shopping basket and the checkout. And it was like an overall upsell. And I think I think it was like the um, the maintenance package. So this particular company was selling security equipment online. And they had this page in between. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it all went quiet. Then had a page between their um, their basket and their checkout, and it said ninety five percent of our customers include our 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 maintenance plan, and it's like you know ten pounds, ten pounds for the year. So they didn't just say get our maintenance plan. They said ninety five percent of customers take our maintenance plan out. And, of course, they split-tested yeah. that and, um you know, what the messages were. And I think that was really interesting. And it had an uplift. It's like it doubled the amount of people that took the ma- the maintenance plan.
0: Yeah. And that's classic kind of uh, influence uh, uh, Robert Cialdini stuff, isn't mm. it? The, you know, people who, you know, like the, the, the hotel room where they says, people who stayed in this room um on average reused the towels 99% of the time. And that was so much better than saying, please reuse your towels. You know, it was yeah. like saying... People like you in this room having this experience tend to do this, and so the closer you can get to that in your language, um, when you want people to do some, the more people are going to do it. So you know, go and have a look at the language you're using when you're offering the upsells. It's not you know like, and we're we're so immune and we're so blind to the kind of like um, you might also like. It's just yeah. you know like it's just so vanilla. And just split testing those little, the way you're saying those things, and also the way you're putting social proof around it can make a really big difference to what people actually do in the average order value. Um, so the, the final one, which is the salesperson number five, which is the lifetime customer value. So you know, what we tend to teach and is based on what we've done a lot is, is kind of creating that segment of those, those Uber buyers you know, the 20% of buyers that drive 80% of the revenue or thirty percent of the buyers that write seventy percent of the revenue or whatever the skew is, finding out what they do and what the characteristics of those people, and then using those people in that let's say you call it a VIP program or something, using the VIP members to recruit the new VIP members. So getting them to mention it, mention it. Let's say you've got a Facebook group, getting them to mention it, talking to them about it, showing them the the, the the value of it, and then bringing those into emails and using the testimonials of people that saying that they're using, because they will have certain perks um, that you can have in the in the VIP. You know, I get free delivery for six months or something like that. And so I love my free delivery. i um, you know I, I've got so and so on speed dial and all that kind of stuff. So using testimonial again to introduce the concept of this kind of top tier that people want to be part of, and also you know, getting them to tell people how, how exciting that is and what it's done. And you can do that through your communities, through your Facebook groups, through your emails, uh, through your social media and things like that. But that using that social proof, again, cultivating that social proof to, to push the lifetime customer value. Mm. So, um, you know, it, it, and, and that doesn't tend to happen on your own. You, you, you tend to find that your, your big wealthier customers don't tend to give you testimonials as much as the smaller customers. It's just the way people's minds work. But if they are got into a conversation and you ask them, they're more than willing to do it. They're just busy they just tend to be busier people. Mm. So you have to cultivate one to the,
1: it a little bit more. Just on the left of customer value thing things now, I think one of the one of the things that's really nice how it all turns full circle is is the thank you campaign. And you know, one of the things we've talked oh, yeah, about yeah. is the is the thank you campaign at Facebook. So so when somebody's when somebody becomes a first time customer, you know, they bought from you, they've gone through that that, that risk and they've they've assessed, you know, lots of different companies they've decided to buy from you, you know, and they could have bought from anywhere, they bought from you and you're like you you know they're, they're excited, they have a sort of cognitive dissonance approach where they thinking, is this the right thing to do? You know, should I do it? And they, they actually look for things to reinforce that that positive message. So they're quite willing to um, – they're, you know, they're more likely to give a review on that first purchase, I think, than, um, than, yeah. than probably anything else. So anyway, the thank you campaign is something where it's a little Facebook campaign and it's a remarketing um, campaign. And you're basically saying, hey, wow, thank you so much for becoming a, you know, an XYZ company. We're so proud to have you here. Um, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. We're proud and passionate about our business, and it's, it's you know it's amazing. You you come on board, and you're now one of us. And yeah, and then obviously you can then introduce the VIP program and things like that. But what you want to do is encourage people to comment on that thank you campaign, and then you start to build up these this amazing ad campaign in Facebook with all these happy customers that are, are thanking this brand, this this e-commerce business for. This amazing experience, and then you use that as a recruitment piece in your Facebook advertising, um, and probably mm. in your email as well. And you know, what what an what an amazing uh, little re- remarketing device to have a thank you campaign of happy customers with all the amazing comments on that. How amazing is that going to look to so the first time customer who's never who's not yet bought? Who's in the on the fence almost buyers, not quite sure all of a sudden you hit them with this huge social proof of happy happy customers and I that's I think that's just a wonderful thing and it turns it all full full circle so that social proof you generated yeah. on the post purchase thank you campaign for first-time customers then goes and feeds in to new customers which is a Also it works very
0: well day. for it works very well to get the second sale very quickly because what happens is someone buys something they hold back on buying the other thing because they think, oh, this is a new customer. I don't want to do it. They'll then, They'll then see the thank you campaign. Their buyer's remorse will be completely removed and they'll go, oh yes, I was right to buy that from them. I'm so excited about it. I'll go and get that other thing. Um, and we see that loads and loads and loads because if you a lot of stats we see, if someone's going to buy again, often they do it in the first 30 days. And yeah. so if we can actually remove that buyer's remorse so, you know, using that thank you campaign and kind of just show them they were right, then they'll they'll go and buy the other thing that they wanted, and
1: it's really powerful. Yeah, really powerful. And we know that once they buy twice, they actually they actually become quite multi, good multi buyers. They buy again and again. But if they don't buy yeah. within the first thirty days, the chances of them coming up coming back again massively diminishes as time progresses.
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, it depends on the product. I mean, like you know, we've got someone on level two selling, you know, like a cosmetic thing for women and things like that, and it, it, he's just not going to get people back because he's, you know, people have bought and then they, they, they got to use it first. But they, you know, there are other, you know, mostly like clothing and things like that where people come back and buy and things like that. But it, it, it's it's about understanding the buying behavior of a customer and basically greasing, the, greasing the, the the machinery to get them to buy again and using social proof um, to do it. So hopefully we've given people, uh, I mean, enough to go and pause and go and look at the social proof they're using on this site and kind of decide why they're using it and where they're using it and what are they missing and then go and fill in those pieces. And effectively it's one of the biggest levers in terms of increasing your ROAS on your ads um, because it, you know people believe third-party voices and if you can get them to say it in the language that they tend to use then it could be very very powerful so get out there and get your um, get your social proof going awesome yeah thank you very much guys uh, we will we'll be back uh, next week with another exciting episode of the Hammersea Brothers Ecomas yeah. podcast.
1: Okay. Thank Cheers. Thanks, Mark. Take care, bye.